I think the biggest thing that I take away are these transferable skills where it's like you would think like touring the country and kind of hustling and making it happen in that way is like specific to music, but it's really not like that's going to help us in the future with our gym. It has already like as we kind of bootstrapped a gym and kind of figured that whole thing out. And then um, even with our kids, just like kind of that, that idea of like just one step at a time, like all you have control of is your next step. And that was all the music ever was too. It was just like, all right, what's my next step? What's my next step? Cause I never like, it took me probably five years of doing music full time to actually admit that I was a musician. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm doing music until I have to get a real job. And then like maybe five years later, I was just like, okay, I guess I'm, I guess I'm a musician now. I can actually own that. So yeah, it's, it's been fun to see how those skills kind of move into different areas as well. Hello, and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. So guys, this week I sit down with Johnny and Libby Diaz. Johnny is a contemporary Christian singer and songwriter who has a number of chart-topping albums, including More Beautiful You, which you may have heard. And Libby turned her passion for fitness into a business with their gym, Fit Factory Nashville. I had met Johnny several years ago at an airport, and more recently I had the chance to work out at their gym, and they've both become good friends. In this conversation, we chat about how they turned their hobbies into thriving careers, how they navigate the challenges of owning their own businesses, and how they create balance in their lives as parents and busy entrepreneurs. So I hope you enjoy getting to know them as much as I have. Before we dive into the episode, we do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only, does not provide medical advice. We recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. So with that, let's get started with the episode. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm really excited to be here with Libby and Johnny Diaz in their beautiful home, getting ready for Christmas with the Christmas tree. So thank you for having me, and I'm really excited to chat. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought, first, I just want to say that I'm so grateful that we have gotten to know you guys and how we met, which is kind of a cool story that Johnny and I randomly ran into each other on an airplane one day, like years ago. Do you remember how long ago that was? My goodness. I don't know, probably six or Whoa. seven. It was a long time ago. You, you, I think you were still in a boot, so that's oh, just dated. Oh, yeah, so it was 25, so five years ago. That was probably when I- Because that was how I recognized you. I bet you that was right before I started the podcast because I was in Nashville. Um, I was in Cookville doing a seminar, and I recorded my very first episode with Rich Froning while I had the boot on. And I bet that's probably what it was. Oh. You started with Rich Froning. <laughs> yeah. And now you're with us. <laughs> this has gone downhill. <laughs> Sorry. Uphill. Come on. Uphill. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then I guess we just sort of like kind of kept in touch through social media over the years. And then when we moved to Nashville a few months ago, you guys have been so welcoming and helping us kind of show us around and take care of us. So I'm just excited to be here and sure. excited to have you guys on the podcast finally. Yeah, I remember you were being like kind of cryptic about like, we're moving somewhere and you weren't even saying it. And I, and I was like, I'd send you a message be like, Nashville's pretty nice. <laughs> and then eventually you're like, actually, we are moving to Nashville. So we were excited for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Have you guys lived here? How long have you guys lived here? Um, It's coming up. Is it coming up on 13 years? 13 oh, years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, that can't be right. It's got to be. Because it's just under, <laughs> how long have we been married? Almost 13 years. So we moved after we got married. So yeah. 12 years. 12 years. There wow. we go. Yep. We know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a long time. You really do forget. <laughs> you know, you get to that point where you're like, how long has it been? Right. So. Like what year is it? What? <laughs> it's been a while. I don't even know how old I'm turning this year half the time. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It starts to blend together. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. So before you move to Nashville, let's talk about just your backgrounds, like individually and then together how you met. So fitness, music, anything else that you were into in, in growing up? Who wants to go start? first? Oh, I'll let you lead the way. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm kind of a weird combination. I loved sports, grew up in a total sports family, mm-hmm. um, specifically baseball. So I had three older brothers and they all played beyond high school. Two of them played professionally. One of them played in the major leagues for almost a decade. Wow. Um, so like baseball was just really big in my family. And so 
um, somewhere along the line, probably like eighth or ninth grade, I also developed this passion for music. I, mm-hmm. I found my dad's old guitar and I started kind of teaching myself slowly how to play it. I still play all my chords incorrectly because I, <laughs> I learned from like dots on a chart kind of thing. Oh, so, cool. um, so I, you know, I, I had both of these passions going on all through high school uh, and I was excelling at baseball, got um, a scholarship offer to go to Florida State and, uh, and play ball. But all the while, it was just kind of like, I, I love this music thing. I wonder if there's anything there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had this big, like out of high school, I was trying to decide, do I go to Florida State and try and be a professional baseball player? Or do I go to Belmont here in Nashville mm-hmm. and pursue music? Mm-hmm. Some kind of music industry job, whether it was an artist or mm-hmm. so, you know something. And, um, and honestly, the decision really came down to like finances because yeah. I, I had this full ride at Florida State and I had, you know, very little at Belmont. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to go to Florida State and, and pursue baseball. And it was funny because I, I look back and, and I really think that this was kind of a God thing in my story, mm-hmm. just the way he worked, where I thought going to Florida State meant pursuing, mu- uh, pursuing baseball, but mm-hmm. it was exactly where I needed to be to pursue music because wow. I, um, if I had come to Belmont, really, I would have been a very, you know, uh, a small fish in a big pond kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And at Florida State, it was kind of unique that I was actually pursuing this um, music thing. And and so it went from like my freshman year, I played ball. Then I ended up hanging that up and then uh, started pursuing music the next three years. And God used like, you know, all the people around me and just the encouragement and the, the, the campus ministries, all those things just to kind of encourage me to to keep pursuing this music thing and it Mm -hmm. set me up to where I was able to actually launch into it right out of college. But the cool thing, you know, kind of going back into the fitness thing is I did get that year at Florida state where we got to work with some elite trainers, Mm -hmm. some of the best in the country, you know, Florida state's a a highly ranked D one program. So Mm -hmm. I got to like do those kind of workouts with those kind of trainers and really kept falling in love with the fitness side of things as Mm -hmm. well, which is you know, which is great because then we have some common ground because <laughs> she doesn't do music at all. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but so, you are very into fitness. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. So that's kind of my story. Yeah. So for me, I grew up in Florida and mm-hmm. played soccer. Um, and that was kind of what took up most of my time and I was pursuing to play in college. So I went to Florida State as well um, and played soccer there for mm-hmm. four years. And that's kind of how we sort of came together. I say sort of because there's more <laughs> to that. Um and even before going to college and having those, you know, trainers that we had access to who are amazing in high school, um, I went to, goodness, I can't even remember, some school in Tampa and we trained speed training and just, it was the first time I'd ever done functional fitness. Mm-hmm. Like they were doing something crazy back then, mm-hmm. you know, and I would drive 50 minutes to go do this. And I was like 16 years old or something Mm -hmm. like that. I can't even believe my parents let me drive that far. (laughs) Um, So I would do this training and I just kind of fell in love with moving Mm -hmm. well because that's what they taught there, like Mm -hmm. how to move your body and how to run properly, how to sprint. And um, it just kind of the mechanics of things Mm -hmm. is what I really fell in love with. And I continued to play soccer again through college um, and got more access to people that were talking about moving well mm-hmm. incorrectly and that was kind of my journey in um i guess i'll kind of spin into kind of like how we met yeah i want to hear I the like story led the more into to the story. it a little bit <laughs> um we did have some common um what is it called we had some mutual friends mm-hmm. because we both played sports at florida state but it really comes down to the Facebook. Facebook you know, brought us together. You know, she said the Facebook. Because that's it what it actually was. was the Facebook. There was a the. Can, I mean, <laughs> and most people don't even probably remember that. Only for college students. You had to have yeah. a .edu yes. email address. Yep. Yes. Yep. And they didn't even have messaging back then. So Johnny sent me a random AOL message, mm-hmm. like AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, yeah. I aim. And from there, then we got married, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We didn't didn't skip any steps there. We just got married. Totally. Okay, let's hear about the message. (laughs) It was really romantic. I think I I said, nailed it. Who's this? Because somehow she was on my buddy list and I didn't know how. Uh, I think I I had put her on. But you had met in person before this. We had not. We had had a bunch of mutual friends. And I Mm -hmm. I think I was like snooping because I was like, oh, she's she's cute. And Mm -hmm. like put her on my buddy list. And then like months and months later, totally forgot about it. And all of a sudden she pops up. And I was like, 
who's this? Yeah. That was what won her over. So. That one. Who, who it is? <laughs> so then we started chatting and hanging, hanging out eventually. Eventually yeah. we met, obviously. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, but that came after. So we were, um, I guess we, online dating before it was a <laughs> before thing. Before it was even you know? a thing. Yeah. We didn't did, really claim it. You did it. functional fitness before it was cool. We oh, did yeah. online dating before it was cool. Goodness. We so ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's amazing. So that's a really short story. so then you guys are both at college and then tell me about i mean now obviously john you're doing music you have a gym you guys are doing what seems like kind of turning your passions into your work but obviously i'm sure it was not a very straight path so can you talk about what led you there like after college how did you find direction or know the the ways that you wanted to go Ooh, um you know i at the time like starting the gym, it started out as an outdoor boot camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't know I was pursuing a passion, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. at the time. I just kind of thought it was a fun idea and like I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. And mm-hmm. um, so I just kind of had this heart to connect with women and like, you know, do something with some of the struggles, the body image things that we mm-hmm. think about a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, we can work out together and encourage each other and build relationship that way and that was really like the base of it um but it wasn't really until I got going I was like wow this is really like was my passion Mm -hmm. so looking back on it I see it as I was pursuing something I was really passionate about Mm -hmm. but at the time it didn't it didn't register as a passion I don't Mm -hmm. know if that makes sense but um like thinking through it like at the time I didn't really think like I'm going for my passion on this I was just like like, I want friends this is something (laughs) that I want to do yeah I want to hang out with people and (laughs) I like this aspect of it and so that was kind of like the baseline of it for Uh the gym stuff and was that in like did you do that once you moved to Nashville or what happened like right after college or when did you guys move yeah so after college he had already graduated um and was pursuing music. And then I graduated a little bit early since I met him. I'm like, oh, let's just get married. <laughs> so I sped up my college stuff. And um, goodness, we got married in March, um, came to Nashville in October for like a, a small period of time. And then we moved officially in January. Um, and when we moved here, Johnny was going and um, crushing it. And, re- <laughs> you know, well, you know, you're just like doing, putting in the time, right? You know? Yeah. I was on the road. All yeah, the time. he was on the road all the time, and I was here. I was working at State Farm. Mm-hmm. Great job! Like I really liked it. I enjoyed it, but I realized that I worked Monday through Friday, and my husband was home Tuesday through Wednesday. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this, is, this not is not working. So, um, from there, um, I stopped working there so I could have more like retail hours at a different job. And then um, my brother down in Florida was starting a gym, and I was like, this is awesome. Sounds so cool. Like should I move to Florida and do that too? Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, no, we can't leave Nashville right now. What if I just start something really small mm-hmm. outside and just working out with like one friend? Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We just started working out at the park and two things kind of happened. She saw the results that she wanted and we just became really good friends seeing mm-hmm. each other regularly. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I want to do more <laughs> of this. Um, so it was kind of like a, a very organic <sighs> movement yeah. in that direction. Yeah, it reminds me of like how a lot of back in the day, how a lot of CrossFit gyms started with just people in their garage, like friends yeah. working out, and then it turns into, mm-hmm. okay, now we have too many people, we have to yeah. go open a, a building or a place. Need more space mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, at what point did you um, realize that okay, this is something I want to turn into, like a business, or actually go get a bigger space? Well, coming from Florida, I learned quickly that. When you work outside in Nashville, eventually it gets cold. I didn't <laughs> right, right, realize right now, when it, it snowed it, for the first time. Totally. This year. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, well, does this just like stop at this period of time? And um, a really wonderful woman at a gymnastics place close by gave me a corner of her space to wow. work out in the winter. And then we moved back outside. And so I just was able to keep going. Um, and then the next winter came around we're like, Oh no, here it is again. What do we do? (laughs) And we got a better space, a temporary lease to be inside. And during that time, things just started to kind of grow a little bit more. Again, it was Mm -hmm. organically, we kind of, one of the sayings that we have is like building a fit community, one friend at a time. It was Mm -hmm. just like, come on in, hang out with us, be friends with me. Oh, you want to stay? And, uh, (laughs) like, let's keep hanging out. Uh, and then it kind of got to a point where, 
Johnny came in and was like, okay, this is a little bit more than a hobby for you. Mm-hmm. There's people here. Um, are any of them paying you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Like, we're just having fun. None of them. <laughs> and yeah. it kind of came to the point where it's like either we were going to have to leave our space that we had, which we were really blessed to have a very cool space um, for like a year and a half. We, I was able to stay in this inside mm-hmm. space for a good period of time. And once Johnny got on on board, it was kind of like either we really go for this or it was just a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess a little bit before we even had to make that decision, we kind of were thinking about that and we made a big decision like personally to um, move out of our house mm-hmm. and rent it out and live somewhere else for a period of time to kind of build up some um, capital mm-hmm. to put towards potentially starting something. So, so you, were, you were committing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were. That was well, it. and she's she's kind of brushing over that, but like we <laughs> moved into a shack pretty much for... No, it was not. It was awesome. <laughs> it, was it was just smaller. Tiny, tiny little yeah. house for four years. And it was a blessing because it like just took so much pressure off when we were starting mm-hmm. out, those things where you're, you know, wondering, you know, are, are we going to make it through this? Mm-hmm. It, it just took a lot of pressure off and allowed us to kind of focus on what was more important to us than having a nice house mm-hmm. was, you know. Pursuing, it was a nice house. <laughs> <laughs> a big house, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or uh, just, I don't know. <laughs> it was just... You want to move back into it? <laughs> I, we talked about it not too long ago. <laughs> Tiny house. Yeah. Tiny, no. That's true. Tiny houses are all the rage right now. Yeah, so. totally. <laughs> Wow. So then what about for you, Johnny, when you, you were in college, you're kind of pursuing music at that point. When did you know that it was something that you wanted to focus on even after college and make more of a career? So I think I'm a little different than a typical musician. This might be a stereotype and I apologize if it is, but I, I think I'm, I'm pretty left brained and kind of the way I'm wired is to think through things very logically. Mm-hmm. And so I realized after my freshman year of playing baseball, I realized logically if I was going to pursue music, I needed to start now mm-hmm. because I had three more years where I didn't have to earn a living necessarily. I had, you know, some, financial aid mm-hmm. i had some parent aid things like that mm-hmm. some kool-aid um, <laughs> all the things all the things and um and so i just realized like if i start now i might have a shot mm-hmm. if i wait until i graduate i got no shot because instantly i need to like earn a living mm-hmm. at it and so that was like a, a really big blessing because i i started you know my sophomore year and and put out a cd and was shocked that people actually wanted to buy it and I could kind of hustle around on weekends and beg places to let me play. And mm-hmm. so I had three years to actually kind of develop a following and, and learn how to tour and learn how to create and sell merchandise and do those things to where when I actually did graduate, I was really able to, to go into it full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was kind of like how I got going. And and honestly, I, I think it's fascinating because there's, there's so many industries where like hustle and grit are like really like um, – common and and rewarded and you see that in people and you're like yeah way to go of course you're gonna you're gonna do well at this for some reason the music industry just seemed different like it seemed like a lot of people that were just like well i'm hoping to get discovered Mm -hmm. i'm hoping i'm hoping good good luck will come my way and i was just wired very different where i was just like i'm gonna go pound down the doors like i'm gonna like i'm gonna beg places to let me play i'm gonna sell cds out of my backpack at school Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do all these things and I did, and and I'm grateful because like you just learn a lot of lessons that way too that that transfer into to other things. They transfer to the gym now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely credit my ability to do music less for like a, a musical ability, um, <laughs> and more just like God laying it on my heart to like, uh, hey, let's get out there and like let, let's hustle and make this make this happen. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for for three years. Um, without a record label, without anything, just kind of independently touring the Southeast and, and making it happen. And, and then right after we got married, I was able to sign a record deal. And that kind of took it from just the Southeast mm-hmm. to like, I was able to, to tour all over the country. I was getting to actually be on tours as an opening act and mm-hmm. getting songs on the radio and stuff like that. So that was fun, like kind of felt like the, the, the boundaries were opened at that point mm-hmm. a little bit for music. Um, and so somewhere along the line, you know, a few years into being married, um, I knew Libby was like craving um, training. <laughs> I knew, I knew like we had heard of this thing called CrossFit mm-hmm. and um, 
and I knew she wanted to do it, but it was, it was expensive and all this stuff. So I, I did the worst idea. I, I gifted her a membership for both of us <laughs> to a CrossFit gym. Tears was like, everywhere. Yeah, she was so grateful. And I was like, what did I just do? Um, but I actually fell in love because I was like, oh, man, this is like what I used to do when I was playing ball. Yeah. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like an athlete again. Yes, exactly. Because um, I had done the, the typical, like, you know, I'm going to go elliptical while I watch a movie. Right. You know, yeah. And then I'll do some yeah, bench press. Totally. That and it's just, and it was so college. unmotivating. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden we found that and it was very motivating. And we started to kind of get that bug together of like, oh yeah, I really like this, this training like an athlete thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then she kind of took the story from where it grew into us having our own space. Yeah. That's amazing. I was just going back to thinking like, man, how did I sell my dad on this guy that I wanted to marry? <laughs> he wanted to be a musician. <laughs> it, it all worked out. Hey, it but all worked out. <laughs> goodness. Poor parents. Oh, oh, oh man. And I think it's cool too. I think you had posted recently, Johnny, when your n- new album just came out about just the different phases throughout the years and how you thought eventually you're going to have to like kind of hang this up and get a quote unquote real job, like, <laughs> you know, nine to five and just how grateful you are to be able to keep doing it, which I mm-hmm. think is amazing. Um, and how you guys have also navigated how that looks differently throughout your lives over the last I don't know what you said 13 years and mm-hmm. as you've had different stages of life and now kids and and how it's been able to still be really important and a big part of your lives but has looked different from time to time yeah and I, I think the the biggest thing that I take away are these transferable skills where it's like you would think like touring the country and kind of hustling and making it happen in that way is like specific to music but it's just it's really not like that's gonna that's gonna help us in the future with our gym, it has already, mm-hmm. um, like as we kind of bootstrapped a gym and kind of figured that whole thing out. And then, um, even with our kids, just like kind of that, that idea of like, just one step at a time, mm-hmm. like all you have control of is your next step. And that was all the music ever was too. It's mm-hmm. just like, all right, what's my next step? What's my next step? Cause I never, like, it took me probably five years of doing music full time to actually admit that I was a musician. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm doing music until I have to get a real job. And then like maybe five years later, I was just like, okay, I guess I'm, I guess I'm a musician I now. I can actually own that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's been fun to see how those skills kind of move into different areas as well. Mm-hmm. What's been maybe the most rewarding thing and then the most challenging thing about making things that you were really passionate about into your careers that's a, a big question it i is. realize yeah. <laughs> you laid on thick <laughs> <laughs> um okay i would can i go yeah you go i, I think the most <laughs> as you your eyes were still back like you were thinking so yeah. i'll go um i think the most rewarding thing for me is um that sense that that a little bit we're we're controlling our destiny mm-hmm. um which is weird because we're both people of faith and so we also know that like ultimately we're not like we you know mm-hmm. like I, I we believe that that god is in control of our future yeah. but we're also feel called to to work like it's kind of like up to us in mm-hmm. a sense and then rest at night knowing it's not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so but i i think that the biggest reward for us is just feeling like we can we're in control to do what what it is we feel called to do and we hope now we have three kids and like i hope really to instill that in them Mm -hmm. that they don't have to fit into some system they don't have to you know graduate high school go to college get a start a job then hopefully climb up a ladder Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they turn 40 and they're like what am i doing you know Mm -hmm. so i hope to instill in them that they're they're in control too Mm -hmm. like you create your destiny here um what was your question again (laughs) like what's been most rewarding for you about kind of turning your passion or your hobby into a career uh that's right um so my mind was going to um the the most challenging thing sorry oh that's right there was two sides to that coin um the most rewarding part has been the people that we've been Mm -hmm. able to meet and get to know and be a part of their lives and then be a part of our lives. I've met some of the most wonderful people through this process that I never would have come in contact with. Mm -hmm. And um, like part of the heart and like building a fit community one friend at a time, again, that's kind of like 
what I had thought way mm-hmm. back when, when I started was just like how to love people well and just so they, they can be seen mm-hmm. when they like come in our doors. Um, and just to see the people that have been there for, I can't believe it. You were outside with me. Like, I can't <laughs> believe you're still here. That's such amazing thing. And I'm so grateful that they've been a part of the story. So it's just been the wonderful people we've met along the way mm-hmm. has been one of the most, I don't know if that's rewarding though. It's been one of my, the most wonderful things mm-hmm. for me. Um, and the most challenging, was that most difficult things <laughs> about it? Um, w- working together is a big challenge. I don't know if that's the most difficult. What? Di- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the most difficult. But when, since, you know, he's a musician, which is his own business to some degree, and then we do the gym, mm-hmm. it's just us. And so the 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 difficult part is that it's all consuming Mm -hmm. and to make sure to create space for that not to be a part of the conversation all the time time. and that's hard to do i don't know if we figured that out but we are at least mindful of it sometimes Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of difficult things mine is in line with that The, the challenge for me is um when you have a non traditional kind of nine to five job you're you're never fully on and that means you're never fully off Mm -hmm. and so just finding that balance of being able to to shut it off and actually actually turn it off Mm -hmm. is is really hard um even like for instance uh this sunday there was a an awful we have speakers at the gym that play music and there was this awful buzz (laughs) and i was like well i gotta try and figure this out before our monday morning 5 a.m class right and so all afternoon on sunday rather than you know doing normal sunday things i'm up there at our gym trying to figure out where this buzz (laughs) i never did figure it out Uh. Uh, but it went away um anyway so that's just an example where it's like you're never fully on and you're also never fully off. And so just finding, finding the balance there. What are some ways that have been helpful for you guys to find that balance or to make sure that you maybe protect like time for yourselves that doesn't involve those things? Um, We have had some of the most amazing people come work alongside of us Mm -hmm. and um, we are so grateful for them. And our team is amazing and um, having people that are, have are better than us in a lot of ways come alongside us and make continue to make the gym a great place that's kind of my answer i don't know do you agree it's been really intentional over the last two years to kind of work ourselves out of the job Mm -hmm. and in a we still have plenty of roles there but at, at this point i would say our roles are like we could actually pass them to somebody if we wanted where you go back in time three four years like if if we, if you took us out of the equation, the whole thing crumbles, right? Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't crumble. I think it actually thrives without us. And that's a cool spot to be, but it took a lot of like intentionality, a lot of finding the right people, making sure the right systems are in place, all those things. Um, and so that's a, that's a huge blessing for me also just um, realizing in a normal year, you take, take COVID out of the equation. <laughs> um I'm traveling almost every weekend. So I play, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I'm home on Monday. Mm-hmm. And um, I would come home and it's Monday and I feel like I got to work. And so suddenly I'm like, man, it's been like six weeks since I actually kind of like <laughs> took, took a weekend, yeah. you know? And so for me, just having that conversation with her where it's like, hey, Tuesdays, like, I have some guys and they want to golf and they can, you know, like, yeah. like, can I have the day kind mm-hmm. of thing um, has been really helpful. That's good. That's true. Especially when you have, like you said, um, like the, the days are kind of mixed up or you have the weekend where you're working or especially two things. It's not like if you were just doing music, maybe you could take some days during the week, but you've got the gym. So there's always something to do. Exactly. What have been, um, what have been some of the things that have helped you guys through? I'm sure obviously it's not all a straight path or it's not all kind of perfect. It hasn't happened all perfectly to get to this point, but what a have lot been, of this, yeah, a lot I'm of doing and up and downs. downs. What have been some of the things that have been most helpful for you in navigating that path or getting through the challenges? Prayer mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and having a firm foundation um, and the Lord has been like really foundational, obviously, um, 
to get us through some really difficult times. Um, there's more to that, I'm sure. I don't know. What else? What would you say, Johnny? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I'll just, I'll broaden it and I'll say having okay. somewhere to go with that. For us, we're, we're people of faith. Mm-hmm. So like the first place we go to is God, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but beyond that, um, whether you're a person of faith, just having people you can go to. Yeah. And that's been something I've had to be really intentional about just surrounding myself with guys mm-hmm. um, that I can actually go to and say, Hey, this is really hard. I need, I need help here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't know if you know this. Guys don't like to admit that we need help. Um, a lot of girls don't either. I was yeah. going to say, I think that's universal. Yeah, it's people yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah it's um, really hard to ask for help. Yeah. yeah, so just having somewhere to go, right? Mm-hmm. Like for us, it starts with the Lord, but then we have to be surrounded by people. And that for us also involves the team that she talked about. We've, mm-hmm. we've got such a great team that just mm-hmm. kind of helps us process and navigate and mm-hmm. make those decisions. And also we we started working with a, uh, a mentor um, mm-hmm. collectively probably what two years ago mm, I don't know I can't keep track of time anymore <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I guess we can probably even say who it is um, it's Logan Gelbrick he he runs Deuce Gym out in oh, California yeah. and uh, awesome. for, for the last he's couple great. of years he's kind of guided us um, you know we initially started working with him for professional mm-hmm. stuff but he's got this way of like digging in personally oh, yeah it's so, all related right? it is yeah. <laughs> why are you making us cry you're supposed to be our business mentor <laughs> yeah um, so he's just asked us some tough questions that yeah. without without that probing and without that guidance I don't th- I think we, it would have been easy to avoid those questions uh-huh. things of like where do we really want to be in five years where do we really yeah. you know what's the the path to get there and all those things so mm-hmm. um yeah th- those are all to me just places to go with those tough times yeah that's a good point that's amazing how did you end up finding him or deciding that that's something you wanted to do Ooh. um good old you know instagram like rabbit trail right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah rabbit hole um so i i think i was pregnant at the time or just just had our second child we have three um and so i was looking into just postpartum fitness and Mm -hmm. different things um and I came across BirthFit mm-hmm. organization and really started diving into that and kind of uh, figuring out what that and like, I was like, where did this come from? And then it led me to Deuce. Mm-hmm. So I started reading his blog. Okay. Um, and I kept, I like read up to date and then I was like, oh, there's like years and years of this. So I just kept <laughs> going back and reading more and more and just the language and how he wrote was just different mm-hmm. and really interesting. And um, I got in, I did birth it and kind of went through that process too and was heard more about like Deuce and what it was and kind of what they were creating with coaches development. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is awesome. This is really cool. So I asked Johnny, I was like, hey, Johnny, there's this seminar that mm-hmm. uh, this guy is holding in I don't know Wisconsin I was like oh yeah and I'm like hey do you want to go and he's like what's it about I'm like I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) but I I think it'll be great but what are they what are they gonna talk about I'm like I really don't know kind of expensive and I don't know what we're gonna yeah but can we go we need to work on your sales yeah it wasn't great (laughs) but we went yeah and I think the CrossFit games were in Madison that year and it was like right around so we were gonna be able to see a little bit so that was kind of my you know, to get you there. That was the hope. Um, and really it was, it has put us on a completely different trajectory than we would have mm-hmm. been on if we didn't go to that summit. For sure. Yeah. So that's kind of how we got connected with him. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a random search and then fell in love with the blog, uh-huh. went to his seminar and he did personal uh, coaching. And so okay. we got on board with that and have been doing that for a few years now. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And just ha- illustrating how, impactful it can be to have someone like a mentor or someone like external that's like looking at what's going on and asking you those hard questions because I feel like a lot of times when you're caught up in like you're living like in this thing that you're doing it's hard to see the big picture or the ask those questions of yourself yeah it gave us that lens to kind of look at things differently mm-hmm. um and he's been a really big blessing to us in the business side and the personal side to be honest with you there's been a lot of Things we've changed just in our home, mm-hmm. kind of, through conversations with him, which has just been really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So what does fitness look like for you guys now? Like, I know last week, Danny and I went to uh, a class that Johnny was teaching. But Oh, that's right. I wasn't there I for know, it. I was so bummed to miss it. Um, but, like, what does it look like now? Because obviously you have three kids. You have a lot going on. Like, how is it? How is it? Um, 
helped you personally, but also as a family? Okay, I guess I'll go. Um, fitness has been honestly really challenging for me ever since we started the gym. We started the gym and I was six months pregnant with our first. So that alone was just a lot <laughs> of a life. Lot at once. <laughs> um, and now we have three children. So just feeling that pull to, or f- yeah, just feeling the pull of both directions, you know, rearing children. Mm-hmm. Real quick, she uh, she taught classes and like the day that our child was born and, <laughs> and demoed handstand push-ups no. the day our child was born. <laughs> okay. You know, little little weight vest action. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what was the question? What was I talking about? <laughs> what does uh, fitness look like? Oh, okay. So fitness for me has been like starting the gym, you kind of hear like when you start a gym, mm-hmm. you do it because you like working out and then all of a sudden you start a gym and you never work out anymore because yeah. you're, Working. working um and i really found that to be true and then also putting in having a child mm-hmm. and starting motherhood and rearing a child a child and having another kid and now we have three so it's been really honestly tough for me as far as the working outside of things yeah um but i just recently feel like i have the mental capacity to put working out more consistently on my plate mm-hmm. I, I did work out through that time but it wasn't as consistent mm-hmm. as i'd hope it to be mm-hmm. um so i just kind of needed some time and probably a little bit more sleep to kind of mm-hmm. get there um I feel like I'm not answering the question. No, right? that's was perfect. I, there was something else to that. I was maybe going to speak into, um, but it, having the the gym has allowed me to be mm-hmm. a mother and kind of step away a little bit more too, which mm-hmm. I'm grateful for. It. I'd say for me, um, the volume has come down, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm older. Yes, <laughs> I'm 37. Feel it. Um, and I think that my my goal has shifted a little. You know, when we yeah. opened the gym, I was oh, yeah. 31. I was training six days a week, and yeah. it was all about performance. And now I'm just hoping to to feel good longer, mm-hmm. right? And so I do more um, more ramwading than mm-hmm. I used to, which is good. Um, I probably do honestly more ramwads per week than I do workouts mm-hmm. per week, which is very different Different than than what I used to do right and so I'm probably averaging three maybe four a week right now Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that the biggest thing that I um have kind of needed to to work on I'm I'm on day 30 right now of whole 30 oh nice well I can't say I can't say whole I'm Ah, paleo 30 (laughs) (laughs) details i I had had some bacon and i had some uh tequila with lime Um, oh okay so you know Uh, that's reasonable i haven't like been off the wagon no you've done great (laughs) um so i'm on day 30 of that but for me if i feel like if i could dial in this balance of like eating well doing three to four a week Mm -hmm. and also working on mobility very consistently Mm -hmm. i'd be like a very healthy, happy 37 year old mm-hmm. that actually feels good getting out of bed. And I'm, I've got most of those pieces put together right now. That's great. And I love that you brought in like the Ramwad and the nutrition because it is about the balance, right? Like if you're working out six days a week, but you're also not eating well and you're not sleeping and not taking care of yourself, then maybe that's not actually going to have a great impact on you, especially long-term. I hate it though. Like I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I still things. believe I, I can out train a bad diet. So much more it fun just that doesn't, way, right? doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and I also think that like, I've just realized to how uh, incredible our bodies really are. Mm-hmm. And so like, especially during this 30 days that I've been eating really clean, um, it's, uh, it's just been really apparent to me like, man, our bodies are awesome. We just, we just kind of mess it up a lot by putting bad fuel in and not like, you know, just so, so I've been kind of re-inspired to like make sure I'm viewing it as fuel. And, mm-hmm. and even with all the COVID stuff, just realizing how incredible our bodies are if we can just make sure we maintain a level of fitness and maintain a, a proper fueling and a proper movement and all those things, like how in, in, incredible and durable our bodies are really designed to be. So true. And so resilient. Like it is amazing to me still how poorly we can treat our bodies and they're still pretty good but when we actually give them what they need (laughs) Mm -hmm. like it's really incredible yeah um that's amazing speaking of covid um any important i know all of us have had probably things that we've learned during this time but what for you guys has stuck out as 
is um, things that you've learned or things that you've realized are really important because of all the challenges of this year? Because I know it's obviously it's challenging for everyone, but especially having a gym with so much uncertainty there um, has been difficult too. For sure. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. We we talked a little bit about our um, how much our, our business culture has changed in the last couple of years since we started working with um, with Logan. And one of the big things that changed was we started treating and, and paying our our um, coaches, our, our team, um, like owners. Mm-hmm. Like they, as the gym does well, they do well. Mm-hmm. If the gym suffers, they suffer. And um, during COVID, um, that was the best thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it sounds sounds scary. And, and honestly, like there was some times where like we actually cut membership dues in half one month just mm-hmm. to kind of like thank our members for sticking with us and everything. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't cut our salaries in half. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, what we saw during that time was our staff just completely buying in mm-hmm. and saying hey, rather than like, oh, this stinks. How are we going to get through this? But we saw every single one of them say like, all right, let's get to work. Yeah. Like, how do we create so much value in our space that there's no way they would even think about putting their membership on hold. Mm-hmm. And so we had them, they were literally like driving around from houses, like, like, like here's a fit aid. I know you normally like them at the gym. I thought you might be missing. <laughs> That's one. amazing. We have 400 members and they were like <laughs> driving all over the city to like see people making three videos a day. You were on one of them for us. Yeah. We did finishers every night where like we got to interview somebody and do game nights and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we saw a buy-in from them in a way that I was just really inspired by. And so um, it's just the, the COVID taking it back to, to what we learned to me is whether it's COVID or some other tough time that is bound to come our way, finding people with Mm buy-in and creating that buy-in is really, really valuable. Mm -hmm. And we've seen the, the fruits of it for sure. And more on the personal level of just not, feeling busy i think a lot of people really enjoy not having anywhere to go for a while and there was just some really sweet times just being at a family and having more um, dinners around our table Mm -hmm. which is just with him being gone a lot and the gym taking us out of the home sometimes in the evenings Mm -hmm. like dinner at the table hasn't been something we've been able to do consistently yeah and so that was kind of my big takeaway that of something i really enjoyed from it and like how do i implement this Mm -hmm. even when things are bound to pick back up a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah i love that I love that. Mm-hmm. I love how it's forced a lot of people to slow down and just think about, mm-hmm. you know, all these things that we think we don't have time for. Mm-hmm. Suddenly we had time for them and realize how important they are. Yeah. And they're actually things that are mo- that were like really higher on our priority list if we really mm-hmm. think about it because, you know, they speak to the soul sort of, mm-hmm. you know, or they're the most important things mm-hmm. that will keep us happy or grateful. And being happy and grateful is goodness can get you through a lot. Mm-hmm. Just having that mindset. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I, at the end of the podcast, I always ask three questions, the same three questions. So we'll go through those and you guys could answer however you want, but answer separately if you want. Um, The first one is what are three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health? You want to go first? Sure. I I love when you go first. Thank you. (laughs) Gives me more time to think. Um, Number one, uh, my cold tub. Yeah. Mm. Yes, please tell us about that. Yeah, out in our garage, I have a deep freezer that Ooh. I converted into a uh, cold tub. You just basically make it waterproof, yep. and then you uh, the water sits at about 34 degrees. And I spend about four minutes wow. most mornings, almost mm-hmm. every morning mm-hmm. in there. Um, and it that makes is... you glad to be alive. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. So is that like first thing when you wake up or like? Um, It's it's before 9 a.m. usually. Okay. I like I, it should be first thing. I just don't quite have the willpower. Yeah, that yeah, is. I'm still working on that. That is hard to do. Has it gotten easier with time or like? It's... It, it has for sure. But now mm-hmm. that it's actually cold, cold outside, outside, it's it's getting even harder. And it's hard to wake up. like kind of cold to begin wow. with. And, and did you ease into it? Did you start with like 30 seconds and build up to four minutes or you just went for it? The first time I did it, um... I did two minutes. Okay. But the very, so when we first got it, I, um, I, it takes like a whole day to, to cool down yeah. to temperature. And I felt it the night before with my hand 
And it was, I, I knew it was going to 34 and it was at like 45 or uh-huh. something. And I felt it and I, I'm from Florida and I'm like, <laughs> I've never felt water that cold. <laughs> and it's going to get a lot colder. Yeah. Like I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> I literally like laid awake dreading the fact that I was going to submerge myself in oh, this. That's um, funny. But wow. it's been a really cool thing. It, 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 there are some physical benefits. Um, you can, you can Google those. I won't go into them. But for me, honestly, the biggest thing is, is the mental piece. Yeah. Seeking seeking something that's really tough seeking something i don't want to do and making myself overcome that yeah. daily really gives me a good mindset for the rest of the day so that's number one it's amazing libby have you thought about trying it yet i i've gotten in yeah. a few times um i'll just literally, leave it at that <laughs> literally like three times <laughs> i need a lot of encouragement yeah, to get it compares it to uh childbirth yeah i do <laughs> the first time i don't think I, I don't, nobody's ever gonna try it if they think that yeah. just the very first time that was like the only other painful thing i could think of to relate it to but it does get a little easier i don't think that anymore yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow wow i love it okay so that's one thing three things um the other thing is i like a good big breakfast mm. i feel like my breakfast kind of sets the tone for mm-hmm. my day as far as eating and if i can view view breakfast as a good fuel mm-hmm. opportunity then that's that's good and then um i try to do i don't ramwad every single day um, but I, I do stretching mm-hmm. every single day. So those are three things that I very consistently do on an almost daily basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. For me, um, I have been going to bed early. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much I put my kids to bed and then walk c- across the hall into our bed, like seven thirty. I, I mean, <laughs> I maybe not asleep that early, but I definitely try to get into bed, mm-hmm. um, much earlier than I ever have before. I would say most nights before 8.30. Would you agree? Yeah, I'm like, um, I'm, I'm a night owl, so <laughs> it's night annoying. Owl. I'm like, what am I supposed to do for the next two hours? <laughs> um, and then do you wake up earlier? What do you, um, honestly, for goodness, I think for like the last nine months, I've been going to bed early and I still sleep in. Mm-hmm. And I just think I've been catching up so on five-ish yeah. years yeah. of having children and just the craziness of that. Yeah. Um, so that's something I do and I really think it's helpful for me to kind of just like calm my body down Mm -hmm. and get good rest and prioritizing that um I stretch my toes often oh yes I'm very gotten that one before no (laughs) this is the first time I need to hear about this I'm uh kind of in defeat I guess is the way to say it but uh, foot health foot health is really important to me um so making sure that my toes are flexible Mm -hmm. and have good mobility um, I have some feet problems, so it's just been kind yeah. of something I've been learning and trying to understand more. And the science is kind of getting there okay. a little bit in like shoes and how they're constructed. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to me. I try to wear minimalist shoes and yeah. so do my children. Um, so anyway, that's toe amazing. mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you have any like links to like videos or things like that, send them to me so I can look. Okay. Them up. Yeah. People are like, what is she <laughs> we talking about? We need to see about? what this is about. Um, but everything ha- starts from the ground up and mm-hmm. we use our feet for everything so and true. we forget about that. So that's really important to me. Um, and what was my third thing? I kind of put this on like a healthy life. We have a pretty regular date night, whether mm-hmm. it's, um, so that's kind of just more and healthy mind mm-hmm. and heart and soul, um, making sure that we stay connected. And so we try to do that. I mean, it's not every week, but it is something consistent, even if it's like a 45 minute date, which we have those sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have to go to a Mexican restaurant because they're the only ones that bring the food fast enough yeah. for <laughs> yes. us to get home in time. Yes. Um, and so those are kind of like my top three. Yeah. I love it. What about one thing that you think would have an impact on your health, but you have not implemented it yet or something you're working on? Mm. mine was the cold tub that I, I you know yeah, I was like well, you did it three times I, mean, I did it three really times impressive. I know, I know but consistently I is yeah. what's really hard for me because I'm I even tell Johnny I'm like you don't have to go in there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I totally was like don't do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I think it could uh, be really great I understand the benefits of it yeah mentally I needed a little bit more time yeah we're gonna we're, we want to get a sauna eventually yeah. too. So it'll be good the, to have both, and yeah. you yeah. can do the Fire and ice. especially mm-hmm. in the winter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's true. I think I'll just stay in the sauna in the winter. <laughs> I can mentally candle being in the cold maybe in the summer. So that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. Maybe when summer comes summer around, will be a good time to start. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got it in the summer, and you didn't use it at all. <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I'd I'd say for me, you know, I think there's there's a lot of. Um, connotation when we use the word addiction but like 
I think so many of us, myself included, are, are like actually what I would say addicted to my phone. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, when you literally read what an addiction is, it's like, oh, that's, yeah, I have that yeah. for, for my phone. And that's and, how it's engineered, right? Like, yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> right. And, and so, um, and I, and I can say that cause I know like most of the people listening, if they're honest with themselves, yeah. probably too. We all are. Um, so I, I really want to start taking the necessary steps to to break that and for me i think it's probably like finding a drawer Mm -hmm. when it's when i'm at home it just lives in a drawer and Mm -hmm. i can you know i have my watch if there's an an emergency or something like that yeah that's great that's great and at least you know i i know some some people i've interviewed before i've talked about putting in an airplane mode after like a certain time at night or at least having some time away whether it's a short time or whether it's a long time but or whether it's like Sundays, you put your phone away. I think there's a lot of ways to do it, but something that I know I can relate to, I think probably everybody listening because they're such a, it's just in our lives all the time. Sure. I mean, they're probably listening to this on their I phone. Know. So exactly. <laughs> but, so. but listen to the rest of this and then you can go put your phone <laughs> and then down. Then you can put it down. <laughs> I love it. All right. The last question is what does a healthy life look like to you? I would go back to what I said about like just realizing how incredible your body actually is in its in its natural state, mm-hmm. and so a healthy life is, um, is giving it what it needs to stay in that state: the fuel, the rest, the the exercise, mm-hmm. the those things to like kind of keep your body as amazing as it actually is. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um. I kind of think about um, the different parts of our body, like head, heart, and like the physical piece mm-hmm. too, and how all those things kind of need to be um, addressed for that health aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing to learn um, and to grow in our faith is like a big part of health for me and for us, I should say. And um, having a grateful heart and goodness are these healthy things i'm not even sure but i guess when i think about health like i think it really is going to start in my heart and going to work outward Mm -hmm. um um i've really enjoyed continuing to learn Mm -hmm. and move my body well Mm -hmm. just continue to prioritize movement rather than speed Mm -hmm. i love that and i love how you said it starts in your heart and then works outward because i think it's so easy to do all the things you think you're supposed to do for your health, like eat a certain way and mm-hmm. sleep and do all these latest trends. But like, if you're not right in your heart first, mm-hmm. you're not probably really healthy. Mm-hmm. So, or you might not that. be happy. Yeah. Or happy. Yeah, yeah. Right. So maybe you may be like your body may look healthy, but maybe you're not happy or fulfilled. You can be sad with abs. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that. To I, w- I wouldn't know, but <laughs> I think you could be. <laughs> That's uh. funny. That's great. Well, that's a great note to end on. Thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Julie. Hey there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. As always, I like to recap my three biggest takeaways after the conversation. And here, my first takeaway was definitely about pursuing your passion. I just love how both Johnny and Libby have been able to turn their passions into their work and how they're also striving to instill these values in their children as well. My second takeaway was about focusing on the next step. I loved how Johnny and Libby talked about this. Rather than getting too far ahead of themselves, they both seem to always be focusing on what's next and trusting God and where he's leading them. So often it's easy to get caught up in where we want to be long-term. And at least in my experience, this can sometimes distract us from what's happening in the moment right in front of us and being open to a path that may be different, but even better. So it was really great to hear how by focusing on just what was next, Johnny and Libby have both been able to enjoy and accomplish more than they might have otherwise. And then my third takeaway was about getting out of your comfort zone. I just loved how Johnny talked about using his cold tub as a way of mentally challenging himself every morning. So whether it's a cold tub or something else, I think we can all probably benefit from doing something that makes us uncomfortable. Hope you had some great takeaways from this episode as well. (music) 